You're listening to the Bethel University Chapel Podcast, recorded from the Everstwar Chapel Fine Arts Center in Mishawaka, Indiana. Thanks for listening. Shout out to Sarah Charles, who dared me to do that. <laughs> and Lori. Well, you know, after all, Barbie was named after me. So I had to go see the movie. However, I don't think I can wear these shoes very long. Uh, So we'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm glad I have this podium to hold on to. You know, my feet are not shaped like Barbie. (laughs) How many of you saw the movie? How many of you feel like this about the movie? (laughs) I get it. I really do. Either way, uh, either way, uh, I really can't believe how this movie has broken all kinds of records. I I really can't believe that. Um, You know, I had aunts who tried to call me Barbie, but it never stuck. It, it just wasn't me, you know? Which is probably good, since I did date a Ken. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, two. Yeah. But not at the same time. At, at least, I don't think so. Um, but here's a confession. Here's a confession. I never had a Barbie doll. Yeah, they were really popular when I was young, um, but it just, I I wanted, I don't know, games, toys, skis, skates, you know, those kinds of things over dolls. However, if I had wanted a Barbie doll, this is the one I would have liked. (laughs) So if you saw the movie, you learned that the maker of the Barbie doll made them after realizing um, that girls who wanted to play with, um, you know, fake humans <laughs> could, could only play with baby dolls. So they could only imagine Mimic being a mother. Whereas little boys, they got G.I. Joe, Superman, things like that, and other adult figures, they could mimic kind of as heroes. So when the Barbie hit the market, I mean, it was a game changer for girls. They could mimic being an adult in other roles. And the phenomenon was real. And truthfully, I did find the movie entertaining and fascinating and a little inappropriate. (laughs) So we'll we'll admit that. But maybe some of you have have read some of the deeper thoughts behind the movie. Just, Just for the sake of this chapel, okay? I'm gonna call it Barbie theology, all right? (laughs) Which actually fits, right? So let me recap it, and I won't spoil the, you know, the movie if you're running out to see it tonight. Um, In the movie, all the kins in Barbie land were ignored unless Barbie called their name or looked at them. This, of course, is what Barbie Barbie, that's what they called the original Barbie, Barbie Barbie, because everybody was called Barbie and Ken. She grew tired of that. But when Ken tried to flip it and make it a 
kingdom, kingdom, he, he and the other kins were speaking ugly to the Barbies, and so neither, neither scenario worked. Then Barbie enters the real world, and she visits her maker. Others have commented about how when she reached out and touched the hands of her maker, or the lady who created Barbie, it was mimicking Michelangelo's picture of the creation of Adam. I don't know if that was a coincidence, but kind of interesting. Now that Barbie has met her maker, she feels emotion. She's dissatisfied with Barbie land and needs friends to be supportive, to notice her, and to speak well of her, whether they're male or female. She wants true and good friendship in conversation. Okay, where am I going with this? And we have to hurry, because I feel like I'm breathing thinner air up here. <laughs> six inches higher. You pastors, I challenge you, preach in six inch heels. You'll, you'll feel it. <laughs> whether, whether you analyze the movie this way or not, just stick with me, okay? The way, the way that Barbie and Ken talked with each other reflected their role. In Barbie land, you ignored the Kins until you needed them. In Kingdom, you ignored Barbie unless they played a role to help you. In both scenarios, it was inadequate. In both scenarios, they were just using the other for personal gain. No matter what language they spoke, it was empty. So even in this fun, silly, crazy Barbie movie, the way they speak has power, and the words they speak matter. And meeting their creator changed them. Interesting, Barbie theology. So I want to reflect on this against Scripture. You've probably heard the phrase, there is power in the name of Jesus. We've sung songs about that, right? Power in the name of Jesus. But what does that really mean? I mean, does the name Jesus have some kind of magical power like abracadabra and uh, I can use it to get whatever I want? No. When we speak the name of Jesus, we are invoking the presence and power of God to prevail in and over a situation. The name of Jesus is the most powerful name there is. Why is this name so powerful? The literal name Jesus, it's not inherently powerful. Other people are named Jesus. It's powerful because of who Jesus Christ was and is. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, chose to die a cruel death in our place, rose from the dead, and now gives us a chance for eternal life. It is powerful because Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the person who made a way for our salvation. Another way to understand power in the name of Jesus is much like saying there's power in using the name of someone in a high position, right? If someone came to you and showed you credentials and said, I'm from the governor of Indiana's office, 
Well, you'd probably listen and react differently. This happens in my office. When, when my assistant, Miriam, makes a call and says she's calling on, the, on behalf of the president of, of Bethel, the person on the other line listens more intently and hopefully <laughs> is more responsive. When we speak the name of Jesus, listen, we are invoking the presence and power of God to prevail in and over a situation. It's important for some of you to know this is why we don't curse with the name Jesus, Christ, or God. The Ten Commandments forbid it in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament we have glimpses of why we deeply respect the actual powerful name of Jesus and we don't use it to curse. Educated people should discipline themselves to never use the name Jesus Christ or God to curse. So I'm gonna say it a third time. When we speak the name of Jesus, we are invoking the presence and power of God to rule over a situation. We see this all through the Bible, but particularly the passages about Jesus. I'm just going to give you a few examples where it literally talks about the power of the name of Jesus. Just in the book of Acts, the disciples come upon a man who's lame from birth. And they look at him and say, silver and gold, I don't, I don't have it. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he did. In the book of Mark, we have examples of the disciples casting out demons in the name of Jesus. Or listen to these verses of John, three different times in the book of John. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. And then I love the verse in Philippians. God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. That's power. But most importantly, out of Romans, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved, which means you become acceptable to God and will spend eternity in heaven. The power of the name of Jesus. We believers have been given an amazing gift, the, the authority to speak the name of Jesus to exercise his power in this world. The name of Jesus carries in, intrinsic power to cause every harmful thing that you encounter to bow. That's power. And by the way, this is why we end our prayers. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. It's power. But let me remind you, it can't be used or abused for personal gain. There are examples in the Bible of that, too, and that didn't work out well. Since the name of Jesus brings power to situations that advance his kingdom only and direct people to him, we don't dare ask Jesus for personal gain without no thought of advancing the kingdom of God.
But think of all the things that you know God wants to do for you and for his kingdom. And how he wants to heal this world. And boldly, we can do that by speaking his name. He wants to heal emotional stress, discouragement, depression, brought on by circumstances sometimes out of our control. He wants to empower you to live a life that respects how God made you and how he wants you to live. When you speak the name of Jesus over these things, you have no question that you are lining up with his thoughts. You match the heart of Jesus when you pray the name of Jesus over those things. These are things that may even seem impossible to change, on your own especially. But when we cry out in the name of Jesus, you are recognizing his authority to change you. His authority and power to change you in your circumstances. Okay, so we've had a quick study. We've had a quick study on the power of words in a silly movie. But more importantly, the power, most importantly, the power of the name of Jesus. So that being our introduction, I want to introduce you now to the theme for this year. The cabinet, we've all thought this through, prayed this through, and we've decided to have a theme kind of covering this year. And it won't surprise you, it's two simple words, and the words are, speak Jesus. Speak Jesus. We're going to speak the powerful name of Jesus over every situation we come across this year. When circumstances seem out of our control, we will speak the name of Jesus to bend those circumstances toward his will. We will speak the name of Jesus over our families. Some of you are missing them. Some of you know there's things you can't help right now. We're going to speak the name of Jesus over our families. We're going to speak the name of Jesus over choices that you'll be making this year and decisions that will be so important to your future. Speak Jesus. I, I can't wait, really. I'm excited to hear the future stories of how the power of Jesus will be changing lives and circumstances on this campus. The worship team is going to join us again on stage, and we're going to sing a song about this very thing. It's a song some of you know, maybe, maybe you haven't, but it talks about speaking Jesus. And it's going to kind of be our theme song uh, this year, too, that we speak the name of Jesus. Also, as you leave, as we do sometimes, we've created some stickers. And uh, we're going to pass out these stickers that just say, Speak Jesus. Speak Jesus. Put it, put it somewhere that you just, you see a lot. If I could take some liberty and conclude by saying, in my Barbie land, we speak Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Bethel University Chapel Podcast. 
Subscribe to the podcast and get more information at chapel.bethelluniversity.edu or check us out on the iTunes store by searching for Bethel University Chapel.